Welcome to Spider-Verse Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse one minute at a time. I'm Caroline Slater. And I'm her brother, Sean. And today we are talking about Minute 60. It begins with Aunt May seeing Peter B. Parker and ends a minute later with her leading the group to the shed. And what did you title this minute? The Dimension Brooklyn. <laughs> I really like that title. I think it's it's such a great subtle joke. It's one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> yeah. Like I latched onto that joke that first time I, the first time I saw the movie. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. Why are more people not talking about that? I think I should start a petition in New York that says, instead of asking, oh, what neighborhood or what borough do you live in, we ask what dimension you're from. <laughs> Brooklyn, Inwood, you know. There's a lot of really good, like, the that little conversation between the three of them is just, mm-hmm. like, really good with Aunt May being like, are those sweats? Yeah. <laughs> Aunt then... May is shady. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and like even Gwen's like, yes, yes, that is what those are. Like, the fact that I'm being seen with <laughs> these people in this their dress. Like, I have a lot of mixed emotions right now. Yeah. At first, before we get to the more comedic books, I want to talk about some of the serious stuff at the beginning because it's so well done. Yeah. So May's reaction to Peter breaks my heart. <laughs> And then Peter just, like, kind of smiling, but then out of the side of his mouth saying, I'm not ready for this. Yeah, he's like, I need to put on a good face for her. Yeah. But I don't know if, how much I can mm-hmm. keep this up, depending on how she reacts. Well, and I didn't realize this until I was taking notes, but, like, May lost her Peter. Yeah. And then Peter B. lost his May. Yeah. There's a lot of emotions happening right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, it's right. probably been a while since he's, you know, seen her, or heard her. And, yeah. And so. Like, no, I wouldn't be ready for that. So it, it makes so much sense. It's more, it's less of like, oh, I don't want her to see me like this. It's more it's like, I don't know if I'm ready to see her again. Like, it's got to feel like seeing a ghost for both of them in a way. Yeah. Like, how do you process that? <laughs> But she does immediately go into like ant mode again, like you know, mm-hmm. ant mom mode again, where she's just like, "You look uh, like her, her. You look tired." Is yeah. such a like you expect her to offer like like come in, I have food. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 such a concerning like what's going on, son. You look tired. Have you been eating? Do, are you wearing clean underwear? Like yeah. it's the you know that litany of questions <laughs> that are always yeah. asked. And going back before Aunt May comes up, after like we see her first reaction, did you notice that Maya looks at Peter? Yeah, when Peter says, I'm not ready for this, and Miles mm-hmm. looks over, like, it almost seems like Miles kind of also forgot, like, his... Right? Oh, wait, does Miles get a backstory from Peter? No, he doesn't. Maybe he told them another time? Uh, that's true, but we don't see that. I just assume they all suddenly know each other's backstories after the comic transitions. <laughs> Miles almost seems a bit confused as to why, like, Peter wouldn't be ready for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, either he doesn't remember Peter telling him his backstory, or he just never was told that. Mm. But such a great little... And he, he looks concerned as to, like, how both of them are going to do. Yeah. And I love how Aunt May immediately goes into the, like, criticizing mode oh, yeah. of the, you look tired. Like, you know, the momly criticism of, mm-hmm. you look tired. But then she's also like... 
and you you put on a little weight there. But she looks older. <laughs> oh yeah. <and> thicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and once again, we're back to the uh, shape jokes with <laughs> with Peter. Yeah, he's like, so I've been told. <laughs> um, yeah, and then cuts into this more kind of comedic, little upbeat in this. Honestly, this 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 scene does a lot of back and forth between the series and the comedic. Because like, yeah. it starts out very serious with with Aunt May and Peter seeing each other for the first time. And yeah. then it gets to this very, like, very brief lighthearted moment where she drops a bat. Which is a little funny because it's like, oh, shock, drop something. But then you're like, wait, why does she have a bat? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then it kind of just, like, disappears. She drops yeah. it. You can tell that she was probably living in the city for a while, mm-hmm. and for a while, and so she's like, "Okay, you have a bat next to the door." Well, um, I, I can imagine too. Like, yeah, like after like the reveal, like she's probably she's probably was already like on edge. Yeah, it was probably just living with Spider Man forever. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Well, someone might come to the house. Better mm-hmm. have a bat." And just... and now that it's fully revealed, she's like, "I'm just gonna always have the bat with me, just yeah, in case." Um, although she was like, could you imagine if it was people just like coming to pay their respects and then she's just <laughs> there with a bat? Like, <laughs> she's uh, like, she's like Look. Yeah, so it gets kind of undercut with that joke and then it mm-hmm. jumps into the more serious of you look tired, yeah, mm-hmm. you older. Um, and then it gets undercut again with the thicker the sweatpants Gwen's joke. And then like it goes back to the heavy moment where Miles was like, I, I'm so sorry, like, I was there. Well, before that, one thing I do want to point out, because then it kind yeah, of ties in with that Miles conversation, is May already knows about the alternate dimensions. Yeah, she makes a guess about them. Yeah, like, she's, or she seems to already know about it, because she's just like, I'm from an alternate dimension. And they're all like, wait, she knew that? <laughs> like, how is that? What? <laughs> yes, Hold that's on exactly what it is. Good guess. <laughs> like, that's actually, yeah. <laughs> it's like Miles and Peter's like, wow, that was really a guess. Yeah. And again, that's sort of in that, like, serious, like, it's mm-hmm. a, you know, the heavier moment. But yeah, that one's not like, a joke. That one's definitely a bit of a, serious. like, I guess, shock. shock. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the, the joke again, and then Miles steps forward, and um, he he's, has his, apolo- like, apologizes, and then asks if... Um, before that, like, before the apology, like, in that moment, like, something I really want to point out is, like, I think this is kind of the first time Miles really tells anyone that he was actually there. Again, it's sort of similar as we talked about in the previous minute. Like He sort of told Peter that he was there. Yeah, and I really wish they had a chance to... Like, I don't feel like they have a chance to have a deeper discussion about that here. At least one mm-hmm. that we don't get this... We don't see between... Mm-hmm. miles and his guilt and how aunt may feels mm-hmm. and like we had mentioned a couple minutes ago about how in the ultimate comics that at their like two-year celebration miles has this really close relationship with uh or not really close has a closer re- relationship with peter's family mm-hmm. and like he gets to sort of talk about how he feels then Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to see more of that then. So, uh, you know, maybe in, in the sequel we get to, they get to sit down and actually have that conversation mm-hmm. or at least, you know, talk through how both of them feel about everything. Uh, yeah. because like it, it would be great to see the two of them interact. 
Mm-hmm. I want I want more Miles and May. Yeah. Then it gets a little comedic again. May asks Miles what dimension he's from. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then he's just like, oh, it's it's Brooklyn. Doesn't even bother like saying it's this dimension. Yeah, it's it's such a, a great like again small joke, kind of one of those like blink and you miss it sort of jokes. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of setup or t- takedown for it. Uh, it's just like okay, yeah, we'll just have this little joke and um, continue on. And he just does it so smoothly. He's like, Brooklyn. Yeah, like without hesitation. Uh, and then she's like, oh, a goober. Yeah. So did that mean this Peter, like the Peter and Miles universe would call them goobers as well? And he just called it differently for Miles? So he wouldn't have to explain what a goober was? Yeah. There's sort of three quick hints in this in this minute that we see. the With the final one being like, okay, she takes it and she's like, oh yeah, I know exactly what to do. And then kicks the back door open. Yeah, like she kicks <laughs> like, it. Doesn't bother like, her. She's like, okay. I'm like, this is uh, your house. Was that needed? I like to think it wasn't completely latched. She's like, I, I gotta, you know, I'm gonna scare these kids so that I'm not to be messed with. Or, or you know what I like to think sometimes? I like to think that the back door gets really stuck sometimes. Oh, uh, so that's the only way to, she can open like, it. Like she's like, we have to. Like she doesn't go back there that often, but when she does have to go back there, she just has to kick in the door. Yeah, because it's the only way. She can get back. Yeah, it's a little little crooked or something, so she's always got to kick it open. It gets stuck. <laughs> but we get, like, these these three hints that, like, Aunt May was pretty involved with this Peter's mm-hmm. superheroing, because mm-hmm. she's got the bat, so that could just be, like, she at least knew about him mm-hmm. being Peter beforehand, um, and she calls it a goober as well, mm-hmm. and then she kicks down the door for being an older woman, like... Yeah, she also and she knew exactly where to go either. She's like, yeah. well, I knew of it, but I didn't know where he did his work. She's like, she, I know where to go. Yeah, <laughs> follow me. And then the uh, last thing I want to bring up before we uh, talk about the actress is mm-hmm. Peter's like. Uh, we hear the beginning of him say this, and he's like, "Oh, I have one of these too." Mm-hmm. As they're walking towards the shed. And it's just like, he kind of, he slipped back into that, like, oh, I gotta seem like, you know, this this Spider-Man isn't any better than I am. It's like, oh, we're the same. Like, it's chill. It's like, it's only, it's only the physical differences. That's it. Yeah, he feels um, like, he's like, oh, no, this this Peter didn't have a better life than me. Like, this Peter's life wasn't perfect. It's it's not just me. It's, it's it, we were just the same. This is the same. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, he's trying to <laughs> rationalize it a bit yeah. better. I did catch that, and I'm like, <laughs> So did you have anything else? That's all I have note-wise. Uh, let's talk about the voice actress. Yeah, so Aunt May is voiced by Lily Tomlin, who is... Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> she, like, she's a pretty big name mm-hmm. uh, for this. I would put her up there at the same caliber as Nick Cage. Oh, okay. Of, like, people that they brought in. So she was born in Detroit, Michigan in 1939 and then uh, started acting in the mid-60s with her first TV appearance being the third iteration of the Gary Moore show in 66. <laughs> but she had her first like major TV big breakout role was Rowan and Martin's Laughing from 69 to 73, which was a like sketch comedy show. Yeah. And then she was on SNL from 67 to 77. And then the first role I knew her in was the voice of Miss Frizzle 
in the magic school bus. Okay, yeah, I just pulled then, up and I'm like, that's Miss Frizzle. <laughs> yeah, she reprises the role again in Magic School Bus Rides again, on uh, which has been airing on Netflix um, as Professor Frizzle. So she got a PhD. Oh, good in, for her. <laughs> between then and now. You know what? I'm not surprised that Miss Frizzle would get a PhD. Let's be real here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she also appeared in the West Wing from 2002 to 2006. Um, she was a main character for uh, seasons three to seven in that. And she's in so much. I'm looking at all oh, of yeah, her movie. Yeah. She, stuff. She's like, been she's... in so much that her filmography uh, is on its own Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. Currently, she's playing. Uh, she's playing the titular titular frankie and grace and frankie on netflix uh which is currently had five has five seasons aired and they've already announced a sixth and seventh season with the seventh one being the final one to kind of jump back in time again uh her breakout film role was playing uh Lene Reese in Nashville, which came out in 1975, and that was like an ensemble uh, cast at that time. She was already pretty well known then. She was in Nine to Five. Yeah, and she also was the first woman to have a solo stage show in Broadway, where she performed the the Search for Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe in 1977 on Broadway. Wow. And then uh, that got turned into a movie in 1991, which she was also in. And that was written by her partner, now wife, Jane Wagner. And she's won Oodles and Oodles of Award, been nominated for Oodles and Oodles of Awards. Uh, she won a Best Actress in a Play in 86 for the Search for the Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe. And for some reason, she got the a special Tony Award Lifetime Achievement in 77. Oh. I, oh, that might be... Okay, I think I just put it together. Because that was, like, really early in her yeah. career. But that was probably because she was the first woman of a solo Broadway performance oh, for maybe. that show. And so they yeah. probably gave the, like, hey, you were the first to get this. Here's a special mm-hmm. award for you. Yeah, because the Lifetime um, Achievement Award is... That's a big Tony. Yeah, it's not one of the regular ones. She's also won a Grammy for a comedy album in 72. She's won six Emmys and a Daytime Emmy. Oh my gosh. The Daytime <laughs> Emmy, yeah. The Daytime Emmy was for Magic School Bus. And then she's gotten three writing Emmys and the, an Emmy for a comedy. Sp- in 2017, she got the Screen Actors Guild, Screen Actors Guild's Lifetime Achievement Award for her. You know, amazing work as a comic for the past umpteen years. Yeah, How many years it forever. is? Forever. 67 to 17, 50 years. Yeah, well, pretty much for the past 50 years. Um, they, they really got like a legend for Aunt May. Yeah. And, and she does a great job. Obviously. She does an amazing job. <laughs> like, she kills it. Honestly, like, I, think, I feel we've said it before, but this entire cast does amazing yeah yeah like we can keep saying that till we run out of air until we die from lack of air and it's it's still true like they all kill it so that was all i had for this minute was there anything else that you wanted to bring up 
No, that is that is it for me. Well, then, thank you for joining us this week. Join us again next week as we see where uh, Aunt May takes them. If you want to reach out to us, you can contact us on Twitter at SpiderVerseMin, M-I-N, or you can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, Spiderverse Minute. And if you want to shoot us an email, you can send one on over to podcast at SpiderVerseMinute.com. See you next time. Bye. Thank you.